Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to episode 31 of Up Early Before Everyone Else with Monica Lynn. I am your gracious host, Monica Lynn, and as always, I am always up before everyone else. It is Friday, December 18th. Good morning, my early risers. It is 6.46 a.m. on the East Coast. I am late. I am so late, y'all. I was up at four as always i did some yoga some stretches um i ate breakfast and i was on um facebook and um what happened was i was trying to get a recipe because i'm making something called anti-pasta squares anti-pasta it has you make it with crescent rolls ham mozzarella pepperoni provolone cheese pepperoni parmesan cheese and olive oil you know you it's, it's like a it's like sandwiches it's like little sliders but it's anti-pasta and so i saved it i forgot how long ago i saved it but it was saved in my archive so i thought like oh you know what this will be perfect to go with my baked ziti and meatballs that I'm fixing tomorrow. I'm not going to fix it today. I'm going to fix it tomorrow because um, I'm, I have a lot of errands to run today. And so by the time I get home, I'm not going to run anything. <laughs> so I'm leaving out the house about 11 and I probably get home about 5 or 6. <laughs> because, you know, it's the weekend before Christmas and, you know, I'm going to be with my aunt and um, I'll probably grab something to eat on the way home. Because I also want to do a little bit of Christmas shopping for my mom. She wants a purse. And I think I'm going to like about two outfits. Because, you know, money's kind of tight right now. And Congress hasn't passed that stimulus bill yet, y'all. Okay. Let me do this and then I'm going to do that. Um, so, I had opened up my recipes that I saved on Facebook. And I was watching this show called Real Truth Documentaries and it was like this lady she married a fake doctor it was called Married to a Fake Doctor and I was eating breakfast and I said you know what I'm gonna watch this until I finish eating breakfast because I can't eat on the air with you guys. I mean it's not a book bomb. You know I think <laughs> so she was um it was in Atlanta. It was this woman um I'm not gonna say her name or anything for anonymity. Um it was in Atlanta the guy walked up to her, you know, he's charming and tossed money at her in the club and, you know, they bought drinks or whatever. So at first he said he was an electrical engineer. Okay. I was like, Ooh, this is going to get good. And you know, it's so bad that someone else's pain is someone else's entertainment, but it kept me, I was like, I gotta see how this ends because I remember seeing it on Facebook and I think one of my sisters had, um, saved, had, um, put it up during the pandemic and I never got a chance to like get back and like watch it so I said well I'm eating breakfast this morning I'm going to sit up and I'm going to watch it so I'm like this is going to get good so he was an electrical engineer at first she said he was an electrical engineer I'm like okay you could be an electrical engineer and a doctor I, I guess I'm like, I don't know so he um he had two kids that dad they were dead two sons that died his parents died. You know, they all died in a car crash. Like, all his family were, was, like, dead. And um, he even produced a death certificate. Like, dude, really? You produced a death certificate? Really? And 
was he was good. He was good. I'm, 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 let me get into, let me let me finish this. I gotta move my candle out of the way because my candle is in the way of everything. Okay. Can I see it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to move it away from like all the paper and stuff that was because I my my little office is just, my little desk is like cluttered. Okay. So they were married after one month. He married her. They married each other after one month. A marriage. Now, I do believe in love at first sight. I really do. I do believe that there are people that fall in love. They know the moment that they see each other. I do know that. But she also had kids, and the kids were skeptical of them. But after time goes on, you know, whatever, they started to trust him. So then, out of the blue, he says that, you know, his 12-year-old daughter, stepdaughter, 12-year-old stepdaughter committed suicide. They went to look for a ring, right, at this nice jewelry store in Atlanta, like, and the ring was $30,000. So when they get home after ring shopping, he gets a phone call from his stepwife saying that the 12, her 12-year-old daughter, his stepdaughter, committed suicide. She don't have any money for the funeral, and the funeral is $30,000. So she goes, his new wife, his fiance goes, well, we can just hold back off on the ring. So anyway, she's taking him to work every day. You know, he he says that he got a job in the ER as an ER doctor and he's playing up to the hills, y'all. So she's taking him to work every day and dropping him off, picking him up. And sometimes he'll come in late. Sometimes he'll, you know, you know, like a doctor. Doctors have really weird schedules. I think they're weird, you know, you know, because one night they'll get off, you know, at midnight. And sometimes they will stay like 24 hours or whatever the case may be or 12 hours, 18 hours. I don't know. So, you know, they're, you know, they're living their life. I don't know who's paying the bills. They never said that. They never said who was paying the bills. He was a doctor and she was a stay-at-home mom. And they lived in this gorgeous house in Atlanta. They never said who paying the bills. But she was a mortgage broker because that's how he caught her because he caught her, how he got her. She was a mortgage broker, a real estate person, I think. I think they said she was a mortgage broker. So he was looking for property or whatever. And she gave him his card. And then like the next day he called her. And then like a week later he proposed to her or something like that. And like one month later they were married. Yeah. But long story short, he got caught up. She was suspicious. She called the phone number. She looked through his phone, saw the phone number from sexy text messages from this girl. So she called the girl and the girl was like, well, if you want to know who I am, you better call your husband, blah, 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 blah. And then she said the husband came home and he stormed in there. I was like, that was my superior, blah, 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 blah. Yo, it was, yo, it was, y'all, it, it was, it was not, not. But the thing that got me, and I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. They got married, right? And he was the one that got the invitations. So when the invitations started pouring in, the RSVP started pouring porn in everybody's like oh you're marrying a doctor and she was like what and so he sat her down was like oh that was my surprise to you 
I wanted to let you know I got a job at a local hospital as an ER doctor. So that's how she found out that he was a doctor again because he was an electrical engineer. And then he turned around and was a doctor. All right, y'all, let me just reel this in because it was just too much. So she called him. She was suspicious um, of everything that was going on. So she called around the hospital and I, um, they picked up the phone and they was like, well, ma'am, there's nobody by that name who, there's no doctor by that name that works here. So then she called the, um, she called the, um, she called the, um, what you call it? The cell phone. And when she called the cell phone, right, he said, they was like, ma'am, are you looking for the person that, um, that this cell phone belongs to and they were like yeah they was like well he, who, the person who owns this cell phone is in jail for impersonating a doctor they said that some nurses was like he was um around the doc around the hospital you know impersonating you know i was like what and they said he was really charming he was around the doctor so he was around the hospital but he was just he was just around and um, he was he was around, and they didn't know who he was, so they just took his ass to jail. Yep. And then he married somebody else before he married the other girl. I was like, oh my god. And they were together for like a week when she married him, and she was like, oh my god, that's my dream guy. I'm like, girl. But it was it was something else. It was it was something else, and it happened. And I was like, oh my god, I cannot believe I just sat here and watched that. And that's why I'm late. <laughs> I was late. I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, let me just get on here and just anyway. But good morning, my early risers. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. It is 6.56 a.m. on the East Coast. I am your gracious host, Monica Lynn. And it is officially the holiday season, y'all. And can you believe it? I can remember sitting here talking about Thanksgiving. And how much I couldn't wait for Thanksgiving to come. And now, like I said, in one of my shows, we're going to blink and it's going to be Christmas. And, we, and then it's New Year's. And then it's going to be hot outside. It's going to be summertime. But before we get to all that, we got to get through Christmas. We got to get through this winter. And um, before I came on the air, I was looking up stuff about the stimulus packages and see what was going on. So, so far, you guys, um, they haven't come to an agreement yet. Um, they are going to, you know, tonight is the deadline. And then I was watching Chris Cuomo last night and one of the senators said they should have something, they should be done by Saturday. So I'm like, okay, y'all still got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Y'all still got seven days for Christmas. And I know they want to go home, but they said they cannot go home unless they reach a deal. Which is like, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I really think it's going to be either today or tomorrow that they're going to come up with something. Because some people, as selfish as it may seem, they're not going to want to stay there for Christmas. They're going to want to go home to their families. They want to go home Christmas shop. They But, but they want to go home and do all that. But left us out here. You know what I mean? And that's, that's not fair. But they said that they're going to work through the weekend. They're going to work tirelessly through the weekend. Boo-hoo. Got to work through the weekend. But me personally, like me and my friend Savannah, we were talking last night and we were talking about the stimulus package, like as far as like 
the $600. And we're like, that's a slap in the fucking face. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my language. But it really is a slap in the face. Because you have other countries doing like two, three, four grand a month. And here in the United States, we got $1,200 back in March. And now they're going to give us $600 at the end of the year. Tell us shut the hell up and go on about our business. So, people, if that's not a wake-up call to go and to vote these, but, but, but Kentucky voted Mitch back in. I, 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 Kentucky is like one of the poorest effing states in America. And you voted that piece of crap back in. I cannot believe that they did that. You know, they don't want, they must don't want change. They must like being the way in the situations that they are because even like they don't have like their highest in food stamps and it's the highest in everything. They're the poorest country in, they're the poorest in the country and they keep voting this man back in that's apparently doing absolutely nothing to them. So that should go to show you they would rather have somebody like that in charge than promote change. I would have voted his, I'm sorry. I'm so glad I live in Maryland. Me and my mother was talking about that yesterday. We are so glad we live in Maryland because Maryland is a rich state. We're like the richest state in the country. And Maryland takes care of Marylanders. You know, right now it's a bunch of, um, it's, it's, um, the restaurants are closed, which my heart goes out to those restaurant owners and the people that work in the restaurant industry, you know, because we don't, we don't have indoor dining. We don't have outdoor dining. So we can only do like curbside Uber Eats and things like that. So Governor Hogan was like, in his address yesterday, was telling us, you know, support local businesses. And I love Taste This Baltimore. I talk about Taste This all the time here in Baltimore. Taste, Taste This is a local business as well. You know, they only have curbside, you know, curb, you know, they don't have indoor, outdoor. I guess it's just curry out. And, um, you know, um... Carry up curbside, Uber Eats and everything. So, you know, I, and I get that. I, I get that. But it's nothing like actually working. These people have lives. These people have lives. And, you know, it's really, we're really feeling the crunch out here. Like, it's like they don't care. And everybody's like, well, what's taking them so long? Oh, the language. Oh, the tax. Okay, so the CARES Act, that, the HEROES Act that you guys passed in May is still sitting on Mitch McConnell's ass. Y'all couldn't tweet that. Like, y'all couldn't come to a consensus and be like, oh, let me stop thinking about myself. Because that's all it is. They're just thinking about themselves. Let me stop thinking about myself. Because what other, what other, what other issue could it be? You know, like they were saying that Nancy wanted to sabotage Donald Trump's chances of coming, becoming, becoming president again for a second time. I don't think that had anything to do with the price of tea in China. I don't think that had anything to do with it because the American people, we're sick of y'all. Okay. And somebody really needs to say, we are sick of y'all. Y'all are full of shit. Y'all are. I mean, regardless, Donald Trump is going to get voted out regardless of what kind of package you put on the table. You know what I'm saying? Because we were sick of him. Do you guys not know how this works? We were sick of him. So what did we do? We voted. And it, it's a slap in our face to the voters for our democracy when people say, them senators say, oh, it was glitches in the matrix. Bitch, no, it was not. Bitch, we voted. End of fucking discussion. Sorry for my language. We voted. There was no irregularities. There was no interference. We voted. We voted. The American people have spoken. And that's who you're fighting against. You're fighting up against the American people. You're fighting up against your constituents. How, 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 is, how is that? Like, y'all stupid. <laughs> y'all are dumb. For real. 
I mean, like, for real, y'all are dumb. Y'all are stupid. Because you're fighting up against the American people. <laughs> America against America, you know? It, 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 it amazes me that this is going on in the 21st century, and we're supposed to be the so-called richest country in America. I mean, the richest country in the world, and you won't help out your people who are dying, who are sick. You know, the, the COVID numbers are outrageous. And like they said, we're going to become numb to it. And I swear, y'all, I am so numb to them numbers. My heart goes out to each and every person who passed or lost a loved one who is trying to figure out, wrap their head around this, trying to process everything because a lot of us can't process it. And we're up and down, up and down, up and down. And we're like, what the hell just happened? What the hell is going on? So it's just like this year flew by so fast because you look up, it's going to be March again. And like it was a meme. I, this meme said March is it three months. I still have a process last month. I have a process any of this. It's like I'm 42 years old. I'm still sitting in a house. I don't have a job. I mean, I got a book that's coming out, but my book has been delayed due to the printer. Printer. There's not a lot of people at the printing printing shop to print my um book. So it's just like everything is like it's like a pause, you know. And people want to get out. They don't believe in the vaccine. They don't. No, I don't know about the vaccine, y'all. I don't know about the vaccine. But my kids are supposed to be taking this vaccine this morning. I'm going to tune into that, and I'll talk briefly. And when I say briefly, I'm going to talk about it briefly on Monday morning, very briefly. I mean, I don't want nobody. I don't want nobody to get sick or succumb, or you know, because that shit is serious. It's serious. Like my cousin's friend developed asthma due to COVID. Yep. And I thought that with me, I thought that I was going to, I mean, I don't know. I don't know any long term about COVID, but so far so good. I feel good because there was a time I couldn't, I couldn't sit and do the show a couple months ago. Mm-mm. When I first started this, I was having a little bit of, I had to stop, but I, a couple months ago, I couldn't do this. I couldn't sit here and talk to y'all like this. I would have to get off the air, go says, go to sleep. Yep. But hopefully, prayerfully, we'll all get the help that we need at the beginning of the year because we're all suffering. Like, my aunt is a retired nurse, and she says she can't wait to look forward to get her stimulus money. So now what they're trying to do is, what they're saying is, what's the hold up, is that Mitch doesn't want to give people that's getting unemployment a stimulus check. So you got to, so that's going to delay everything. That, that, that's going to delay everything right there because you got to figure out, who can get a stimulus, who can't get a stimulus. So everybody who gets unemployment can't get a stimulus, but people who are not on unemployment can get a stimulus. That's what he wanted in. Can y'all believe that? I can. I can. I actually can believe that man wants to do that. That man is evil. That man is evil. I don't know what what nobody says. evil as hell Mm-mm-mm. but I'm pretty much sure we'll get into that into the news but anyway I want to talk about my favorite holiday goodies this morning um my favorite is chocolate chip cookies and black bottoms like my mom made um oatmeal cookies and I had a couple before I came on the air before I came on the air right and I'm, y'all know I'm diabetic and I'm not supposed to be eating no cookies and 
I remember when I went to the doctor's office one time and my glucose was high. And um, they were like, um, they were saying that um, if you want to, wait a minute. I'll leave this question to somebody like Merry Christmas. If you want your glucose levels to go down, drink cold water. So that's my thing. It's like after I eat cookies, I drink a cold drink. They say drink very, very cold water. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to drink some really, really cold water. So I don't have really, really cold water in my cup this morning, but I have really, really cold lemonade. The little water crystal light thingy. So yeah, I'm going to get that. And you know what else I want to get? I think I'm going to get it next week. They have like water bottles. Um, I want the coldest, the coldest water. And they said that the ice in there lasts forever. So I think I'm going to go get me one. I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to invest in one of those. Because I'm really trying to like lose some weight. Because, oh, I got my results back from my biopsy. If you guys don't know, I'm very transparent. If you're just tuning in, I'm very transparent and very open about my um, infertility issues. So I had a biopsy in October. I actually had two biopsies and a colposcopy in um October and then about four weeks later four or five weeks later I had it was no it was a week before Thanksgiving was it a week before Thanksgiving it happened you guys no I think it was like four or five weeks later it was on a Friday it was on the 18th I think I liked the I think it was a month ago it was a month ago that I had this done no it wasn't <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was it was a Friday, I believe. It it got done, but it was very painful, you guys. It was very very painful. I got in October. I got a um a colposcopy. A colposcopy is when they go in and they snip at you. It's like a cuticle nipper, and they snipping at your uterus. You know, they determine irregularities and everything like that. And then I got a biopsy for cancer. Check and see for cancer. Um. And that was benign. It came back. Everything was benign. So the second time I went was back in October, November. Um, it had to be a month ago. I think it was like November the 20th, if I'm not mistaken. Because I really like to know the dates. So it was like about, about a month after I got um, four biopsies. I got endometrial biopsy, vaginal biopsy, and I had a lesion. And I asked her, she said, I took a biopsy of the lesion. So I'm in pain, y'all. Like, oh, my God, I'm in pain. So I was in pain. I kept telling my mother and my aunt that I was still in pain. They were like, well, why are you in pain? Because they took a biopsy of your cervix. And I'm like, well, they also took it of the vagina. And I also have a lesion in my vagina. So it comes back. I have endometrial polyps again. It's benign. Everything I got was benign. But the polyp is, I think, like two centimeters. So something two centimeters can't stay. So I'm going to eventually have to have surgery to get it taken out. So I don't go back to the doctors. I'm not getting any of this. I don't want to hear anything from my doctor until after the holiday. I really don't. I and I really don't want to hear anything from the doctor. If they call me, I'm like, I have an appointment on January the 8th. Is it January the 8th? Let me look. I think it is January. I think it's in two weeks. Yeah, I have appointment Friday, January 8th. I think it's at 2.30 or 3 o'clock. And um, 
I'm going to ask um, someone in my family members. I'm going to ask my aunt to come down and pick me up because um, I might not. It depends on how I feel, you know, because sometimes, sometimes when you go through stuff like that, you really don't want to be bothered with nobody. Like, you just want to sit in an Uber and back of an Uber and just, like, everything, like, process. So um, I'll find out everything. And so I really want to, like, shed some pounds before, like, all of this goes down. Like, um, before I have to get surgery or anything because I don't want to have to have surgery and I have, like, a high, my glucose levels are high. So I'll probably, I don't know, we'll see. Because you know you have to get scheduled for surgery and everything because it probably won't be anytime soon. It really depends on my doctor because I remember the last time she told me that I went in for an appointment and I had just met her and everything and um, she wanted to take it out ASAP. She wanted to take it out as soon as possible. So I'm thinking that it is now December the 18th. It's two, four, six, seven days until Christmas. So I'm thinking the beginning of the year, like if she says um, she wants to um, schedule me to get it done in January, um, I'll get it done, you know. But I'm kind of nervous. I really hate going under the knife. So when I have my appointment on January the 18th, I'm going to tell her, you know, my mother's birthday is January the 14th. And I would really like to spend, I would really like to spend a day with my mother. I really wanted to take my mother out and do something nice with my mother. So, yeah, so I probably won't be on the air. I probably will be gone. You see, it's not a bad, it's not bad. It's not a bad, um... Procedure. It's only like 15 minutes. <laughs> it's like, it's only 15 minutes to go in. They, the, the most, the most things that you have to do that what takes the longest is that you'll probably, when you, um, when you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Getting all the blood work done. Getting your blood work done, your heart, your heart, the EKG done and all your, the lab work done. That's like the most part. That's the most part about all of that. So I have a doctor's appointment on January the fourth or the fifth, and I'm just going to tell my doctor I might need I might need need to do a pre-op appointment. I've had plenty before, and I'm like, oh god, I gotta go do this again, you know. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. But it's it's basically like the most things that you have to do is that you have to um. Get all the lab work done. That's that takes up the most time. I'm pretty much sure, like, if I if she really wants to get it gone, go in and get it out ASAP. You know, I trust her. You know, she did my she did my procedure before. So um the only thing I'm concerned about is the anesthesia. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. And my mother always reassures me. She said, if you could stay under too long, they will wake you up. And I've woken up. Every time I had my surgery done. So basically what they do is I go in early in the morning and you do the pre-op screening and everything. And they, you dress and, um, whew, I'm getting nervous just thinking about it. Cause the, the, the most part is me getting put under. And, um, I'm always like, I want to wake up. That's the only thing that I want to do. I want to wake up. Like my friends, they go have surgery and stuff and. You know, everybody, oh, you should have gastric bypass. I'm like, do you guys know that you have to go under to get gastric bypass? Pass, gastric bypass? They have to put you to sleep. <laughs> and I like falling asleep on my own. I don't like nobody putting me to sleep. So the last time I had the surgery done, 
I just closed my eyes and I put my head to the side. And the doctor, he said, the anesthesiologist said, I'm just going to flush this. And I'm like, okay. And I fell asleep when I woke up and they were telling me that my dreams are vivid. They said I was laughing. I don't remember a thing. Only I do remember talking about the dragons at the casino. That's all I remember. But it's just a 15-minute surgery. If it's 15 minutes. It's like they go in, cut it out, DNC, clean you out. That's it. You have to say the most the most you'll be doing is like you'll sleep for like you go you're going to recovery. At the recovery, they roll you down, they help you dress, and then they roll you down to the and they have you have to have a family member come and come pick you up, which I always do. And um yeah, that's it. Yeah, I have to do this again, y'all. This is the third time. It's only every other year this happens to me. Every other year. I don't know. I don't know what to do to prevent the polyps from coming. I don't know. I don't know what I have, all I have to do. But all I, one thing I do know is that this Christmas is that I'm not. I'm going to watch everything that I eat because... Not too long after that, I probably have to have surgery. So I want to lose at least like 10, 20 pounds before I go under again, you know. So that's why I was saying that I want the water, order the water bottle so I can drink more water and, you know, eat healthier. I mean, you know, you know, I've lost some weight, but I can stand if you lose a few more pounds. And it's basically because of my diabetes. But my favorite thing to do at Christmas time is see, eat seafood. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I was going to do like a seafood boil with the Be Love sauce and everything. But I looked at the directions with the Be Love Smackalicious sauce. Um, if you know, don't know who Be Love is, um, Google her and you'll fall in love. Um, <laughs> so I saw the recipe and I was just like, I can't eat that because I want to lose weight. And um, I said, so what I'll just do is I'll just get, I'll just make like some garlic. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to go to the grocery store. I'm just going to get some garlic because the only thing I want to do is seafood, um, the sea, the crab legs, uh, dungeness, scallops, and maybe some shrimp. That's about it. A lobster tail, too. Basically, that's it. I'm going to put everything in the oven. Well, not everything in the oven. I'm just going to bake. I think I'm going to bake everything. I'm not sure. I'm going to bake everything, like the, the potatoes. But I don't think this, let's look that up. Because I don't think the, let me see where we at. Oh, God, we're half hour in. Oh, God, we'll be right back. <laughs> now, I lied and I said I was not going to be here that long, but I've already been on here half an hour. I need to start timing. But, um, like I was saying, I was looking up, um, how long do you put, um, a seafood bake? Because I want to throw everything in the oven. Pan, sheet pan, one pan party seafood bake. Let's look up. Okay, here we go. Lobster tail, sea scallops, white wine, salmon filet, lemon juice. Let's look up that and let's see how long it takes to cook that in the oven. And what everything that goes in. Because that's what I really, that's what I want to do. Ooh, that looks delicious. 30 minutes. Oh. Oh, all of that takes 30 minutes. 
Let's see. Let's see what they, I might do this, you guys. It says, um, salmon filet, ski, sea scallops, prawns, lobster tail, butter, white wine, lemon juice, tarragon, garlic, paprika, cayenne pepper. Oh, I might do this. So you preheat your oven for 450, set up a large 13 by 8 or similar side, similar size sided baking sheet. Line it with parchment paper. If your pan is prone to sticking, arrange the seafood on the pan. Combine the butter, wine, lemon juice, tarragon, garlic, salt, paprika, cayenne, and lemon juice in a small pot and set on medium high. Warm the mixture just until the butter is melted and then remove from the pot. Spoon butter mix over seafood. Set seafood in the oven and bake uncovered for 13 to 15 minutes or just until cooked. Garnish with lemon and tarragon sprigs and baking sheet. Oh, wow. That sounds so good. I'm going to make this. I'm going to do this. But I'm not going to do the salmon, though. I, I don't know. I like salmon. I love salmon a lot. I love salmon. But I think that's what I'm going to do. Because I just want to put everything in the oven. I want everything to be done at the same time. And I think that's good. So it, this one has salmon, lobster, and what else? Shrimp. Prawns. Prawns. I don't know. What the hell is a prawn? A prawn is in the shrimp family. Something. I remember I was at the grocery store. Somebody called one in a damn um, shrimp with the head still on them. They must have been from Louisiana or something. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we're going to have for Christmas dinner, seafood. I had enough of turkey. I can only do turkey once a year. I had my fill. I had my share. Um, I can ham. I, have a, I can have ham, like, all the time. But not all the time. Like Easter, we have a hand. But hopefully this year we'll go to brunch. And 2021, Rona girl, I got a full itinerary. I want to go to Paris, New York. I didn't promote the hell out of this book so I can sit on my ass for the rest of my damn life and take care of my family. Let's jump into some news, okay? <laughs> Let's jump into some news, y'all. We Let's get into some news. That is, that's the plan. That is the plan, Rona. Corona, you got to go, baby girl. You got to get about you. Yeah. All right, let's go over to our friends at CNN and the five things we need to know to get us caught up on our day. Okay, so first things first. Here we go, you guys. Um, the corona, uh, talk about coronavirus. The FDA is on its way to grant an emergency use authorization to Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine after the agency advisors yesterday, voted yesterday to recommend it. It's, if it's authorized, Officials expect nearly 8 million more vaccine doses will reach USA by next week. Vice President Mike Pence is set to get the first shot of the Pfizer vaccine today, making him the highest ranking U.S. official to be vaccinated against the virus. Other countries are getting ready for their own vaccine routes. India is preparing task force in anticipation of an emergency authorization for at least one vaccine candidate. South Korea by next November. They plan to vaccinate more than 80% of its population with 44 million by next November. Germany and Japan have reported new record cases and the U.S. COVID-19 deaths have already topped 40,000 this month. 40,000 people. Okay. There's more bad news on the job front. Another 885,000 people filed for first-time unemployment benefits next week, last week. 
making an increase in claims far above what economists expected. Unemployment numbers have been increasing for weeks now, and about 14 million people are relying on government coronavirus aid programs that are set to expire at the end of the year unless Congress acts. To make matters worse, it looks like Congress may not get any sort of bill done by the end of the week, meaning there could be a brief there could be a brief government shutdown this weekend. One GOP senator said, remember, government funding and pandemic stimulus measures are tied together because Congress hopes a combination will get two critical tasks done at once, increased bipartisan support. So far, it really hasn't. So that's just a kick in our faces, like a smack in our faces. You know, it, it's, it's crazy. The Masked Singer has crowned a new winner. No spoilers. But this celebrity reveal definitely makes sense. I don't know what that means. I don't watch The Masked Singer. Don't watch The Masked Singer. Anybody watch The Masked Singer? I, I don't. I remember one of my managers. My manager used to watch The Masked Singer. She was into like singing shows. I, you know, she always watched The Voice and The Masked Singer and stuff like that. I didn't because I was always working. I was always home. I mean, I was always working. So when I came home, I went to bed. Um, Atlanta City is blowing up an abandoned Trump casino. And for the right price, you could be the one to push the button. Truly a gift for the person who has everything. Okay, Papa John's brings stuff pressed pizza to Pizza Wars. Pizza, the unofficial food of quarantine. I didn't eat any pizza during the quarantine. I just started eating pizza. We need your actions to show that you are different than those who pay lip service to our losses while doing nothing to show that our loved ones' lives mattered. Samika Palmer, the mother of the late Breonna Taylor, in an open letter to President-elect Biden. Taylor was killed by police. Taylor was killed by police during a botch raid in March, and Palmer is calling on Biden to keep his promises of holding police accountable for their actions. Amen, sister. Amen. And that was from my friends over at CNN. So I just want to jump into some Baltimore news real quick. Because I saw something when I was reading my emails this morning that jumped out at me. Actually, it was a couple things that jumped out at me. Um, Governor Hogan lowers Maryland's gathering limited gathering limit issues emergency travel order, which I thought was so cute because the only person that's able to travel is Santa, his elves, and the reindeer. Oh, I thought that was so adorable. You know, because you know how some kids be like, oh, no, is Santa going to be able to come? You know, we there's still children out there that are like that. You know, they really are. You know, and there's some adults. Like, I always say Santa Claus is watching. Santa Claus is watching. <laughs> As hospitalizations continue to skyrocket in Maryland despite a drop in the past 24 hours, Governor Larry Hogan announced new restrictions Thursday in the effort to keep COVID-19 numbers at bay in the state. The government issued an emergency travel order requiring Marylanders to travel to limit travel. Excuse me, guys. The governor issued an emergency travel order requiring Marylanders to limit travel to essential purposes only. Also, travelers to and from Maryland must get a negative COVID-19 test results or self-quarantine for 10 days. The window on that is closed. Now, let y'all come in for New Year's Eve. Among the last uh, to recover from the crisis, uh, of 
according to recent projections, 71% of hotels will not last more than six months uh, at uh, current projected revenue and occupancy levels. This $50 million in relief will be distributed by local church. Oh, we have a rainy day fund here in Maryland. So now he's like allocating like everything where, and right now he's talking about they're doing 50 million for hotels and hospitality businesses. So screw you guys for saying we're a badly run democratic state. Launch of $30 million to add to a Because that's the T. They don't want to give money to dem badly ran democratic states. So we're a democratic state, but we have a Republican governor. Money to those small businesses so he's giving 30 million to restaurants for the relief program we are calling on county governments to match this state investment in order to help our struggling small businesses and restaurants help them make it through the winter and to keep as many people on the payroll as they possibly can see that's why i said i'm glad i live in marlin another 15 million dollars in assistance to entertainment venues through our successful Main Street program at the Maryland Department of Housing and Community Development, bringing that total to $35 million. And as part of a new relief initiative, we are providing another $5 million to help socially or economically disadvantaged businesses, uh, specifically in our rural counties. Today, we are also announcing $40 million to provide a boost to the temporary cash assistance benefits uh, over each of the next six months. This will help more than 66,000 Maryland families. So the temporary cash assistance program is for people who require, you know, temporary cash assistance. And they go, you got to go through your local Department of Social Services to fill out um, an application. So they're getting an increase. And the pay increase for development disability care as well. Which is six months schedule. Uh, more than 17,000 Marylanders benefit from these critical services. With the actions we're taking today, we are providing a total of more than $600 million in emergency economic relief for the state. When the legislature returns to work next month for the 2021 session, we will be proposing a much larger economic and stimulus relief package which will provide further support for our struggling families and small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. We need it. We need it. Where is the other one? Okay, here's another one that I wanted. Something else that jumped out at me as well. Um, Brandon Scott, Mayor Brandon Scott. Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott will give an update tomorrow afternoon on the city's response to COVID-19. He will be joined by the city health commissioner and the director of the mayor's office of immigrant affairs. The press conference will be at 2 p.m. outside the city hall. It will also be live streamed on Charm TV's Facebook page. Stay with us for updates. And that was from our friends over at Fox 45. What else is going on? Yeah, this is what I also wanted to read, too. Um, okay, um, Baltimore businesses feel impact of restaurant closures. Um, in many shopping districts, when restaurants drive, thrive, other businesses thrive, too. However, the tough restrictions barring indoor and outdoor dining in Baltimore has left other business in critical condition. 
On Thursday, several city council members lost a shop local campaign urging consumers to shop local this holiday season. Let's click on and see what they have. Oh, honey, that trails. Oh, crap. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's a, um, a broadcast. Um, before the broadcast, the news before the, um, Commercial. Here we go. Is it coming? Oh, here we go. A week ago, when the mayor ordered all indoor and outdoor things shut down here in the city of Baltimore, here in Hamden, you can see and chairs built padlocks with streets and sidewalks. The move, though, has many business owners outside of restaurants counting their losses. If we look down the avenue, we might see more people walking down. In many shopping districts, when restaurants dry, other businesses dry too. Yeah, this first week of shutdowns for indoor and outdoor dining have left other businesses in critical condition. We were hoping for like a 60% boost this year, down to probably a 30 now. Baltimore, this is the time to shop local. Several city council members went to Highland Town today, urging consumers to shop local this year. Tia Hamilton owns the Urban Reef Bookstore on Greenmount Avenue. The same books you can get on Amazon, you can get from me. We support the city of Baltimore. If you support us coming out of this global pandemic, we have to support our small businesses. But while council members launched a new shop local campaign, many of them also support the mayor's shutdown of indoor and outdoor dining. So we know that the mayor is using his public health commissioner and public health data to guide decision making. What we're here today for is to just say to folks, look, we can still do takeout. We have to use the data that we have to make the decision. We have to keep everybody safe. And so what we're trying to do is to say, you can do, you can do all of the shopping, you can order takeout, you can do all of this safely, and we want you to do that. City leaders are urging those who do shop local to post their experience online by using the hashtag shop local challenge. But without restaurants, some business owners fear it could be too little too late. If you can't eat out in the city, where are you going to go? Gotta go to the county. So every store, mall in the county will be loaded. The city expects to lose more than 25% of local businesses before this pandemic is over. In Hamden, Jeff Abel, Fox 45 News. All right, that was from my friends over at Fox 45. Thank you, Fox 45. I appreciate you. So, yeah, so, yeah, it's hitting everybody. It's, it's, it's hitting everybody. It's sad. It really is. It, it's, it's, it's really sad. Okay, we're 15 minutes in. Um, I don't know, y'all. It is, it's so sad. Mm. And it drains me. Like, I was watching, so I was watching Don Lemon, and he was talking about how he's up and down, up and down. But it's like when you, and I know how he feels because when you, you know, report it and you talk about it, it's just, oh, God, it's just. Okay, let's talk about some good news. Okay. Shameless star Jeremy Allen White, he plays Lift, and his wife, Addison Timlin, welcomed daughter Dolores Wilde. Shameless star Jeremy Allen welcomed his second child with Addison Tomlin. Dolores Wilde was born into the world on Saturday, December 12th. Timlin announced the birth of their new bundle of joy on Instagram. 
Oh, let's see. Dolores Wild White, born 12-12-2020, just in time to save the year. She's the answer to a thousand prayers, and we are in love with her. Thank you to my sister and my mama for taking care of my family while I was waiting in the hospital for the little ones to join us Earthside. Shout out to the MFCU nurses at Cedar Sinai for keeping me sane this last month. The biggest love and gratitude to the greatest doctor on planet Earth for getting us here safely. And Dr. Steve Rad, at Dr. Steve Rad, Steve Rad for scrubbing in too. Thank you for, thank you, Ezer. For your patience and wisdom, you're the best big sister ever. And finally, to my husband, you are everything. We did it, baby, she said. Following the couple's 2019 marriage, they announced they were expecting baby number two. Aw, that is awesome. Congratulations. I always like to hear good news. We like to hear good news here at up early. Because after that, after what? Whew, after that, yeah. Whew. Okay, what else? That was that was very good. Very nice. DJ Caleb is debuting a line of CBD products next year. Okay. That is a beautiful baby. Wayne Braves is starting comedy based on his life. That should be interesting. I always thought Wayne Brady was like you know, super talented. He can like sing, you know, he can act and he can make you laugh. And that's like a very good combination. Um, Vanessa Bryant speaks on her mother's hurtful lawsuit. Vanessa Bryant said to Instagram earlier today to speak about the lawsuit her mother, Sophia Lane, has filed against her. Bryant posted a full statement on her story, including posts about entitlement. Let me click on to this. Vanessa Bryant is really beautiful. Um, my mother has continued to try and find ways to extort a financial windfall for my family. I've supported her for nearly 20 years and she was never my or Kobe's personal assistant or nanny. Brian also addressed her mother's claims to People Magazine after 68-year-old Lane filed a lawsuit soon her daughter for some financial support. Claimed she worked as the family's long-time personal assistant and nanny for many years and did so unpaid. That is aw- That is awful. That is awful. I... That is awful. <laughs> that is terrible. Can you imagine? I can't. I, the pain that Vanessa Bryant and her, the, everybody's going through. And here come your mom. Oh, you owe me money. What? Really? Get out of my face. Get out of my face, y'all. I, I, I can't stand her. Oh, God, I can't stand her. Okay. The nerve of some people, huh? She said she took care of her mother. She took care of her mother. She was not the nanny. She provided for her mother for all those years. Yes, she did. That's what she said. That's what she said. Can you believe that? She didn't really have to do anything to be honest, and I'm going to do a show on that one day just because, now, I'm not, I don't have that kind of relationship with my mother. Everybody knows my relationship with my mother is solid. So, if you have, um, what's it called? Um, you don't have to take care of your parents. You don't. 
you really don't have to take care of your parents. You get that you you don't have to. Like there's nowhere that says that you have to take care of your parents. And just because they're your parents, if you have a toxic relationship with your parents, nobody should guilt you into having a relationship with your parents if you have toxic ass parents. Like right now, I'm writing a book. Well, I'm not actually writing it right now. I'm just gonna I'm just brainstorming ideas, just tossing ideas around. And um, I need to buy some more lashes. Um, I'm just tossing ideas around. And um, it's about my character. They're going to have their mother. It's going to have, they're gonna, it's a toxic relationship. Like, entitlement. Like, there are people that are actually out there that feel as though that if their child has come into a windfall, you should take care of your parents. Or you should do this for me because I am your mother. No one says that. Like, I mean, I'm not like that with my mother, but I've learned over the years that plenty of people don't have the kind of relationship that I have with my parents. They don't have that relationship. And I look at them like they're crazy, but I have to accept them for who they are. And I'm just like, you guys are nuts. But then as you start to think about it, you realize that some people are like better off without their parents. You know, and like I have a friend, I'm not saying no names. I tried to get her to, you know, talk to her parents and everything. But she was like, no. And I'm like, you know what? I can't. I don't understand. I can't understand. I don't want to understand, but I understand. I'm not going to be insensitive to you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to judge you for any of that. No, if you, if you feel that this, if you feel this way and you feel that this way is the right way for you to be able to live your life without being in a toxic relationship with your parent, then so be it. So be it. I'm going to take a pause right here, y'all. I'll be right back. Right, you guys i'm back i have to go get some water um it is now 7 43 a.m on the east coast i don't know why i like seeing the time because i don't know what time you guys are going to hear this like you can hear it like five o'clock tomorrow morning or nine o'clock on a friday night or nine o'clock tonight you know like i don't know why i like seeing the time but i really do like seeing the time but you know it's just to let you guys know that i am up early for everyone else and it's getting towards that time when everybody starts to wake up, moving around. But um, I have things to do today. So I um, I finished washing clothes yesterday. I have to, you know, get ready to go out. Because I'm leaving out about 11. Yeah, we're going to leave out about 11. And like I said, we'll get back probably like 5. So, <laughs> like I said, it's the weekend before the holiday, you know. And... That's how it is. You know, you know, when you go out, you get, you got to get last minute items. You got to get, you got to get stuff. So, yeah. So, anyway. As you all know, I'm just say guys up. Okay. All right. So, as you guys all know, um, Fridays, every Friday from here on out is the love experience. And I like to call it relationship Friday or the love experience. But today is called the holiday show confessions. And, um, it is a Friday before the holiday because next week, this time will be Christmas. Um, I will be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. Um, let's see. 
Monday morning. It's not going to be a long show. Tuesday. What is Tuesday? 22nd? It's not going to be a long show. Wednesday's definitely not going to be a long show. It's going to be like a 45-minute show. So I'll probably come on like a 6 and I'll probably be gone off by like 7 or 8. No, and next week we're, I'm gonna be on, but I'm not gonna have like long shows. Um, Thursday, Christmas Eve is not gonna be a long show either, and then I won't be back until Monday, December 28th, December 29th, and December 31st. Yeah, because um, Wednesday, December 30th, I have you know, in preparation for New Year's Eve, I think I'm going to. Get my hair done and get my nails done and um you know I'm I just I like I told you guys I'm just gonna have Chinese food. I don't see every time I say I'm staying in the house, I never stay in the house. So as of right now, I'm gonna get my nails done <laughs> and my hair done and in preparation for New Year's Eve, I'm gonna have all of my um uh, all of my, um, food. So I don't know. I always say I'm staying home and then I end up, I'm going somewhere, but I'm, I'm for sure. I probably won't go anywhere because there's nothing to do here in Maryland. Not a daggone thing. So who in the hell? trying to figure out who these people are I go and so okay I'm just I was online I'm sorry you guys um so have you guys been shopping I have not started I'm gonna start today but the only person that I'm shopping for is my mother. That's the only person I'm shopping for. And I'm going to give my girls some cookies. So I might get some tins. And I might get them some cookies and give them some black bottoms. I'm only going to give them a little bit of black bottoms because I don't know how they'll respond to those. Because a lot of people don't like, a lot of people like them and a lot of people don't. And you know, the black bottoms is the cream cheese, the chocolate chip, and the chocolate cake. The little muffin. My mother's are the best. I have not tasted a black bottom better than my mother's. Don't at me. <laughs> but anyway, I just jumped right off the topic. Okay, let's go back. It's Tuesday. All right. Okay, so every Friday is my relationship show. And I'm so transparent about my relationships. Um... I have a confessions um, from Sunday show. Um, I my ex boyfriend called me, and um, he wanted me to go to the nail shop with his daughter. It was her first time getting her nails done, and um, I sat with her. You know, we went, we talked, we had, we had a good time. You know, it wasn't like nothing all special, or whatever. It was just it's a really good time. It was like a rite of passage because it's. 
something that she'll always remember. And I think I've said this before. It's something that she'll always remember. Like the first time I went and got my nails done, I went with my father's ex-girlfriend. You know, that's something that's going to live with her forever. Because I can remember when I first started getting my nails done. I was 16. She's 12. She's going to be 13. When would she be 13? I think Monday. Yeah, she'll be 13 on Monday. And when I first met him, she was 10. Yeah, she was 10 when I first met. So now she's like grown into like, she's almost taller than me. But it don't take much. Because <laughs> I'm only five foot four. <laughs> I'm only five foot four. It was funny. My mother was, my mother's five foot three. My grandmother's like five foot two. I'm five foot four. My brother's like six foot three. And my niece is like five, five. It's like, it doesn't take much to get taller than us. <laughs> So when she got out of the car, I was like, oh my God, girl, you're taller than me. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, she's looking me in my face and like, and she's like growing into like this beautiful young woman. Like, the girls are growing up. Time flies. Time stays still for no one because like, Savannah baby Zan is meowing and barking and calling for daddy and the ninny, you know? And I'm like, oh God, it's so beautiful. It is just a beautiful experience. And that's why I always tell people like, why wouldn't you want to be safe? And stay alive and watch yourself and watch your family members grow. Watch, it's a beautiful thing to experience them growing up. Like, y'all getting old. <laughs> but how do I feel? I, I'm on a fence because I know people we meant to be together, we would be together. And my mother says I never wanted him. That's a lie. I loved him. I love, I love him. I love, I love his children and I love everything about him. And it wasn't the right time. I mean, I don't think you, I don't think if people ever believe in the right, the perfect situation at the wrong time, there was the wrong time. And, um, will there ever come a time when it will be the right time? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And that's the sad part, but I can have my mother that I love with my whole my heart tell me how I feel about someone. It's like, I love him. I can't deny it. But I do know that he does not love me the way that I love him. But I love him. That was another relationship that I had that I was, that I had to walk away from prematurely. That I was not ready to walk away from. And that's my confession today. It's just like, I still love my ex-boyfriend. I know that we will not be together because he has someone. And they all have someone. And I know my time will come when I will eventually have someone. And it may not be him. It may be him, may not be him. I don't know. But I've talked about him a lot. Like, he is always a topic of my relationship woes. My relationship horror stories because it started off something so beautiful. It like came at the wrong time. Like I just, me and Ed just stopped. We broke it off. Like we stopped. And that's another situation that I walked away from that I was not ready for. And, um, it shows how strong you are. Like when you love somebody with all your heart. And then you just, you just got to walk away. And it was like, as far as like the, the pregnant, um, I mean, not the unwanted pregnancy, because I was never pregnant. 
um, getting someone else pregnant or possibly having someone else who is pregnant with your child, which I want to confess and say today on the Monica show up early before everyone else on Monica Lynn, that I think that she should give that baby to whomever his father is because that baby does not look like him. My mother asked me, who does the baby look like? And I told my mother, I said, when she was in the hospital giving birth to the baby and the baby was born, my ex-boyfriend sent a picture of the man, the potential father, because I think there's three potential baby fathers, including my ex-boyfriend. I know, girl, that's where I'm going. You don't, don't say no. <laughs> I know you're like, oh, no, my girl. So I would have said the same thing. That's where I'm going. But I love him, but I can love him from here, right? Where I'm sitting at right now, I can love him from here. But, yeah, that's what happened. So, it was three potential baby daddies, I think, including my um, ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It was three. It was him and two other guys. One guy was in jail, supposedly, and one guy just flat out said he didn't want no baby with her. So, I guess she had to go put it on him. But my ex-boyfriend allowed it. He allowed it. He allowed it to happen. So I said when the baby was, but you really can't tell who a baby looks like when the baby's first born because all babies look like seahorses. <laughs> they look like little old men. I can't describe nothing but a seahorse. So they all look the same to me. You know, all babies when they're born, they look the same. They're so adorable. They look the same. But when they first come out, oh, I know they look like, what's called night? The worm, the little earthworm, the little nightlight, nightlight, the worm. Yeah, that's what they look like. But as time goes on, and I'm just going to spill all the tea because I remember, and I don't care who get mad at me because I remember his sister said that that it does, baby doesn't look like him. So they showed me the picture of the baby, and this is not trash in the baby. The baby looks, the baby is adorable. But at the time, we couldn't tell. But the only way you can tell is you get a DNA test. And DNA tests are expensive as hell. I thought, I thought DNA tests was free. When the baby was first born. That's what I thought. Let's look it up. Google is our friend. Let's look it up. I always thought they were free. Okay, so for a newborn screening, costs vary by state. Some states cover part of the total bill, but most charge a fee of 15 to 60 per infant. Okay. Okay, let's see. Okay, located. Okay, okay. So it's located on um, normal business days. I don't think they're going to do them now because of COVID. But the cost is a $25 application fee, and it's $84 for testing a mother, the father, and a child. So, yeah, you could have got a DNA test done when the baby was born. You can actually do a paternity test as long as early as nine weeks long. So this she could have been had. You know what? I always thought that was for. And you know what? I'm about to get triggered. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Okay, so now it says, do hospitals do DNA tests on newborns? The DNA of virtually every newborn in the United States is collected and tested soon after birth. There are some good reasons for this testing, but it also raises some serious privacy concerns that parents should know about. Save requires hospitals to screen newborns for certain genetic and other disorders. So, and here go another thing that says DNA testing can be completed as early as nine weeks along. There's no risk to mom or baby. Is establishing maternity something you need to do? Here's what you should know about taking a pregnancy paternity test during your pregnancy. So, bitch. You could have got a paternity test done when she told you she was pregnant. And we could have, like, avoided all of this. We could have possibly still been together. But we... uh, when I hear baby, when I hear pregnancy, I had three potential baby daddies and a possible. I'm out. And I left. You know, but I still keep in contact. I still love the guy. I'm not going to sit up here and say I don't. I still love him. But I refuse to be in a caught up in that situation because that is a, not a good situation to be in. And come to find out, if that's not your child, that's not your baby. Really? That's not your child. If that's not your child. So Saturday when I got in the car, I was like, oh, you got the baby too. Baby looks nothing like him. Nothing. Baby cute though. Baby looks nothing like him. And my mother asked me, she was like, who does he look like? I said, he looks like him and the guy that he was fighting. Because remember, the other one was in jail. The other one in jail. I don't know if he's out yet. Yeah. I was feeling all AT, but I don't care. God damn it, my feelings was hurt. <laughs> Shit, I don't care. They ain't gonna listen to this anyway. If they do, I'm gonna be like, so? I don't care. It's the truth. It's the truth. This is my show. This is the truth. I will not be sitting up here lying about something. I have no, I have no reason to lie to the people. They came along into my life. He disrupted my life. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to talk to me. He wanted to get with me. So I gave him a chance. He's not a guy that I normally would date, but I did. And I fell in love with him. And I love the guy. I loved him. And I love his children. I love his children to pieces. But this is the thing. If he accepts the child as his own, which is very admirable, then I have to accept the fact that he accepted his child as his own. And that's the Tisa. If you're going to be with someone like that, and he accepts the baby as his own, and he knows that child's not his, then he is admirable for taking care of that child. Because he even said the same thing to me. Like, when we broke up, and I was like, you don't even know if that's your baby. You want to take care of somebody else's baby? He was like, oh, well, you're taking care of mine. <sighs> yeah, that's why I'm gone, y'all. That's why I'm gone. Yeah. I ain't even going to sit here and lie to y'all. That's why I'm gone. Because it was it was too much. Because it was too much. It was too much. And the one thing that I I said I love him. I love him. And he tells me he loves me all the time too. But we're not supposed to be together. Will we ever be together? I don't know. I don't really think so. Would I get back with him? I would have to accept everything that comes along with him. 
and right now I'm too tired. <laughs> like Monica, how are you tired? <laughs> I'm tired. But I just I just tell my stories because I feel like somewhere along the line it could help someone. You know what I mean? It could help someone get the nerve to leave, get the nerve to stay, get the nerve to say, hey, let's get a DNA test. Hey, you know, you know, I love you. I don't want to walk away from you, but I feel as though I have to walk away from you or I have to stay, but we have to work on things. But if you feel as in your heart that if that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to stay, then stay. If you feel as though that you have to leave, leave. But I'm going to tell you something. I feel that this all was done and they always say, trust your women's intuition. And my intuition, and this is the T, and I'm going to leave y'all on this note. My intuition is that baby, her, her, has nothing to do with the baby. When she found out that he moved on with someone of like me, because you got to realize I'm very, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not going to say intimidating. I'm competition. You know what I mean? And me, I was not competing for anybody's affection. I wasn't competing for anybody's love. You know, if you just don't want to give it to me, you don't have to give it to me. But I'm not competing with anybody. You know, I don't think that's fair. I'm going to be afraid that you meet him, her, whoever, whoever's in the situation. I'm not, it's not a competition. But what I noticed was that he kept coming back and telling me things. And he's not innocent either. I may not be innocent in this either, but he's not innocent either. But he used to always say things that my name would constantly come up in this situation. Like, I remember one time I stayed the night down there. And she had called her. I'm like, why is he calling her? Why is she What is wrong with her? She's like, oh, tell Monica I said hi. What the fuck? The fuck? What the fuck? And I'm looking like, what? She was pregnant. So that's why. But this is the tea. This is the thing. I really think she, the, the men didn't want her. And so she had to go back to my ex-boyfriend. That's where she went. But when she, when he told me that, when we got together, he told me that there was nothing else. She didn't want him. So when I came along, she wanted him again. You know, like you don't want a toy. You toss the toy to the side and somebody come pick it up and start playing with it. And the toy looks good. And you come back, give back my toy. But like my mother said, you can't fault her because he is allowing it to happen. You know, so I'm like, I'm the one that's sitting here on, the, on my podcast. Like, hmm. But I really do think that all of that was out of spite. Because I remember one time he had went to work and he was working with her best friend. And he was supposed to be off on the 4th of July. And he told her that me and Monica got plans for the 4th of July. So I have to work. So he goes back to work and he's on the schedule for the 4th of July. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What? So I think everything was out of spite. And guess what? Nobody's going to prosper out of that. If this all is done out of spite, all of that was done for that. Just to get back. Just to prove that, oh, I can get my man back. And it was done out of that. You're never going to have a prosperous relationship. Nothing you touch. Everything you touch is going to crumble. You know. It is. Because I already won. Huh? I won. I, 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 
And I don't want to sound like a bitter bitch. I don't want to sound like I'm being, I'm holding grudges, which I am totally not. I just love telling the story. I do. I just love telling the story because it's like, like I said, I'm hoping that I can help someone. You know, even if it's my entertainment, like if this is your entertainment, my pain, then hope, go buy, laugh, go, go have a laugh or two. You know, but a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, Monica, you're such a good person. You know, I can't believe that happened to you. Yeah, that happened to me. That's like, I don't do anything to anybody. I may joke and say I'm mean or anything, but I'm really not. I really don't bother nobody. I just wanted this relationship with me and him to work because I loved him and I loved his children. You know, and I really love his children. Like, I would love for all of us to go out one day and you just hang out. But he comes with the kids. But, you know... Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a complicated situation that you know I really shouldn't be a part of. I really should just like go flap my wings and just fly away. But it's 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 nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking, and that's my confession. I still love the I still love the guy. I mean, I I don't know why, but I love the guy. I I really do. I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all. I do. But the situation with her, oh, God, the bitch cut up my clothes. The bitch, oh, God, he broke my flat arms. Oh, God, the bitch, the bitch, the bitch, the bitch. I remember one time I was down there, and then she showed up at the house, y'all. Mm-hmm, yeah. I actually still have a key to that house, too. I said, I still have a key to your house. So you should keep it. I never gave it back. So he was telling me that they only had two keys when they had three. They only had two keys. Like his oldest daughter had a key and he had a key. Like she didn't have a key. So then the oldest daughter lost the key. So then it was like he the only one had a key. And I was like, well, I still have a key. And he was like, oh, keep the key. Because we were still seeing each other. Like, yeah, like, like we would go out to lunch and stuff, hang out and everything. And then I went down there one day. Yep. And she was there. He was like, do you want to meet her? I said, no. Yep. Y'all, a 42-year-old woman should not be going through this shit. <laughs> but I wasn't 40. I wasn't 42. I was 40. I just don't want y'all to do the same thing I did. <laughs> I don't, y'all. I really don't. I don't want y'all to have that. But that's my confession. That's my confession. So I want y'all to tune into Monday's show um, when I have a special topic about toxic relationships. I didn't know there was such a... When people talk about toxic relationships, I never really knew what they were talking about. But that's like a whole list. It's a plethora of ways of things related to a toxic relationship that I did not know until I saw the list. I was like, oh my gosh. And there's something else that I wanted to talk about too. I think it was an episode of Michael Bazden that um, I pulled it up on my notes. Let me see. Um, No, that's not it. Yeah. What's it like being single during the holidays? It's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> So I will talk about that on Monday. Um, let me break that down now. It's 
absolutely wonderful. I have no problem. But some people do. Some people do. So we'll talk about that on Monday. Toxic relationships. Have you ever experienced a toxic relationship? Have I ever experienced a toxic relationship? I just recently got out of a toxic not relationship, but that one that I had that I'm telling you about with the baby and all the situation, that was a toxic ass situation that I'm glad that I'm out of. But like I said, I love the guy. So I don't know if that's even like possible. <laughs> and then we'll be back on Tuesday with hot topics. And then Wednesday, um, the best Christmas gift you ever received is not going to be a long show. And then Christmas Eve show um, is going to be the love experience. And who are you spending the holidays with? Ooh, girl, I don't want to know. <laughs> I want to know who y'all spending the holidays with because I'm not spending the holidays with anybody. I'm not. But that's all I have for y'all today. I'm about to get off of here because I got so much stuff to do today. All right, y'all. Y'all take care of yourselves and each other. And I want to tell you guys something really quick. That window is closed on, um, what's today's date? That window is closed or quarantining before you go home with your families. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You should have quarantined Sunday. That way you could have went home this weekend. But they were saying that if you're going to go home for the holidays, you have to wear a mask. If you're going to go home, wear a mask. It's simple as that. You know, 40,000 people gone in one day. It's ridiculous. And these are the people from, this is from Thanksgiving. Which was almost two weeks ago. This is the spike that we're seeing now. So, if you're going to go home to your parents, if you're going to friends, wear a mask, y'all. You know, and if you're going to go somewhere on New Year's Eve, you should start quarantining right now. And then go. And then quarantine when you come back. And also get tested before you leave. But sometimes if you're negative, you'll still be positive. Like Erica Badu was positive in one nose and negative in another nostril. In the nostril. One nostril she was negative, one nostril she was positive. You know, I don't know if that was a faulty test. I don't know if that's a thing. But what they're saying is, you guys, real quick, and I'm going to let you guys go. Quarantine for 10 days and get tested before you leave. If you're going to go to your parents' house or to your grandparents' house, they said to keep your mask on and only take it off when you're eating and drinking. Okay? Because, you know, like once you're eating and drinking, everything flies. Projectile, it flies. So that's how you get the, that's how you get the disease. So then after that, you quarantine for 10 more days, test it, and go back on with your life. So my thing is, you can either Zoom or stay home. It's just one, it's just one Christmas, one New Year's, just to stay home. Okay? All right, I can't stress that enough. All right, y'all, y'all be good. See y'all with, um, Monday. Talk to y'all Monday. <laughs>